Welcome everyone. This is Virginia Parsons, your hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, where it's my passion and my purpose to provide you, the viewer, with a gold mine of entrepreneurial tips, strategies, and advice to help you grow your business from inspirational businesswomen in the know. And I've got just such a gal here for you today. And I'll be introducing you to her in just a moment. So hold on to your seats because you're going to get some really powerful strategies and tips today about enrolling clients with ease. I just love this gal. I've learned so much from her and I can't wait to share, share her strategies with you. But before we get started, I want to thank you, the viewer, for being here with us. I know your time is valuable and you have choices in how you spend your time. Listen, let us know where you are hanging out from, would you? That would just be terrific. I love to know we usually have an international show and it's great fun to hear from you. So don't just watch, get involved and participate and type in the comment section where you're hanging out from. Now we're also going to have an after show today over on Blab and I will be posting the link to that because I want to give you the opportunity to come in and talk to my guest Jane and ask her even deeper questions about how she has learned and put together a strategy to, to enroll clients with ease. So hang on, we're getting started in just a moment. I want you to know that the show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com where you can receive a free Hangout Marketing Assessment. Now this assessment is going to measure your skill set <coughs> excuse me, and your knowledge base in using all forms of live stream broadcasting to brand grow and market your business. And by the way, this assessment was developed with Jane's secret tool that she's going to share with us in just a moment. So take advantage of that by texting the word success. S-U-C-C-E-S-S -S to 307-269-2040. And you just might qualify for a strategy session with me. We're going to sit down and talk about your business and how you can use these live stream broadcasts to grow your business. So take advantage of that, won't you? All right, let me not take any more time but to introduce my very special guest, Jane Duber. Now, Jane is the founder and the CEO of Global Experts Accelerator, but I want you to know that this is the seventh business she has created and successfully run. You can learn so much from this woman. Today, we're talking about the ideal client enrollment made easy. What is this all about? Well, you're going to learn about it. What is it? What are its advantages? What are some of the top strategies you can use to increase enrollment conversions? And finally, the number one mistake made with strategy sessions and how to easily solve it. So Jane, if you would just click on and unmute yourself and come on there in and go. say hi to everyone. That's great. Come on, say hi now. There we go. Hey, Virginia. Good to be here. <laughs> well, you know I love it. I've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time now. And it has been um, because I love the strategies you've put together. I've been using mm -hmm. them in my own business very successfully. And I know they're going to be thrilled to hear what this is all about. I've had people asking me about it for months now. So <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> did it. We're here celebrating. Thank you so much. Yeah. So let's start with um, seven businesses. My God, aren't you tired? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Whenever I hear someone do my bio, I just... Oh my God, what was I thinking? But you know, I love entrepreneurship and I've always, always had a desire to take 
whatever it was that I was coming up against in my business and actually support other people in growing there. So it's, it's been 29 amazing years. And um, Virginia, actually, if you think about it, out of all those, those seven businesses, every single one has been started and grown with my husband of 29 years. So the fact that we're still married and in love and, and, um, and still at it and just having a blast, I think is probably my greatest accomplishments besides the business. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I didn't know that. And that is so beautiful because yeah. 29 years, first of all, is worth celebrating. And right. then you realize that you came up with these inspiring business ideas that we're going to transform people's mm. lives and you did it together. Hey, you guys, isn't that great? I mean, just <laughs> think about what she's bringing to the table right now. Hey, how to have a great marriage and grow your business and I support your, your lifestyle. What could I be know, someone said, someone said uh, being in business all those years is sort of like dog years. So that I guess that means we've been like been married 110 years or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't look at <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. Well, listen, give them a little bit more background than that, because I think people, mm -hmm. you know, my viewers are really interested in how do you do that? How do you get through the challenges? Obviously, we've had seven businesses. You've had seven opportunities for great growth, but also challenges along the way. So oh my gosh. what kind of lessons or what I would call those defining moments can you share with the viewers that will help them in their own uh, quest for entrepreneurship? Yeah, you know, it's such a great question. I love to talk about entrepreneurship. I think I think when I was growing up, my father was an entrepreneur. So I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. So for me, it was really never another option. I really always wanted to be in business for myself. And, you know, when I think about all of the, the people who are out there, you're either in early stages, maybe you're just starting out and taking the first leaps or you're further on. Oftentimes people ask me, and I think, you know, one of the things that's super important in any business is that you always have this vision that totally inspires you. Um, and so I think for every single one of those businesses, Virginia, I was really feeling called. I was felt, I felt called to, to make a difference. And in our world, we, we talk about purpose and mission, but we talk about moving that into what we call a movement. So every single one of those businesses, Virginia had some sort of element that just touched my heart and I was driven to create an impact, whatever the business was. We'll talk a little bit about the one that I'm super excited about uh, today, but whatever the business was, I had a really clear, compelling vision that got me through the hard times because I've made more mistakes and come up against more challenges than, than anybody on this call I'll, I'll challenge. And I think that you know, having just that deep desire and realizing that what a difference you can make, that's sort of the elixir that gets you through all that and turns those challenges into actually key pieces that make you more successful. Hold on, I had to mute, mute myself. Um, for some reason, the uh, show is not automatically playing, so I had to let people know that they need to um, press or refresh oh. the play button. So nothing okay. to do with us. It's okay. being recorded and it's on live. It's just that people are waiting and saying, "Well, where's the show?" <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. <laughs> okay. So the key word I got while I was also letting people know what was happening is inspired. You were, and you know my show's theme is inspiration. I yeah. So well, I, I would agree. How do you start uh, uh, any business without inspiration? Well, you can't. You really can't. And I'll tell you what one of the differences that I, I see it when no matter which business or which client I'm working with, in order for us to really remain inspired, we have to turn the volume down on that inner voice that says, how dare you? 
who are you to think that you can do this? Because it happens for everybody. Every time I've set out to do a business and create this big vision, there was this little voice inside that said, what, are you kidding me? Or who are you to do that? Or it's already being done before. And so I think that you know that vision has to be born out of this audacity, the audacity to think that you've got something so unique and so different and so valuable that it pushes you through, creates the vision, and then you just take one step at a time. That's kind of how you do it. Well, I totally get that. And one step of a time takes you out of overwhelm. And I do think that that is one of the major struggles that entrepreneurs go through because, and I just know in my own life, um, you know, I do so much for myself. I wear multiple hats and that sometimes can put you into overload. So that one step at a time tip by itself is valuable. You just have to pay attention to it. Right, exactly. I mean, and I think when I think of all the things that can overwhelm an entrepreneur, especially these days when we've all got so many technological bells and whistles, one of the things that I found that was not only causing stress within our organization, I, I was uh, building a business and really was loving having those one-on-one -on -one strategy conversations. That's how we enroll people into my other company. We build online platforms. So we're having the one-on-one -on -one conversations. And when I think about overwhelm, I think it comes from either not enough conversations with clients so we want more conversations so we have the opportunity to sell then there's the whole stress of okay now I got one now I've got to really nail it and make the best of it so that I can find my ideal client and then there's that whole dance of sales it can actually I think it can be a real stressor for a lot of people it's one of the reasons that I'm really on a mission to change the way experts, coaches, trainers, speakers, authors, how we're, how we're enrolling our ideal clients, how we're finding them, how we're engaging them, and how we're enrolling them, because honestly, that's like the core of every business. And if it's either causing you stress or you're not having a lot of success there, it kind of creates overwhelm and, and frustration all around. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Totally, totally. And I think that this is a big factor for so many new entrepreneurs, the sales piece, because and, and particularly women. And that's one of the reasons I really emphasize this on our show, because women, I think, are natural nurturers. So as a result, that doesn't mean they're natural salespeople. That's, I think, probably a skill that needs to be learned. So let's yeah. move into the meat of what you have to share with people that I have found to be such a great tool in my own business, and that is the ideal client enroller. And what are the, first of all, what is it and what are the advantages of it? <laughs> how, like, how in the world did it come about, right? That's yeah. the first thing. Well, um, you mentioned something really, really important about um, women entrepreneurs and even you know the enlightened men, that they have a tendency to be, be more nurturing. We're all about service, and so that's actually the kind of people I love to play with because a service-driven entrepreneur is, is powerful when you give her the right tools, right? So how this came about, honestly, was um, we were building our other business and, and primarily closing our new clients through these one-on-one -on -one strategy sessions. And I love them. I was doing great and my capacity was kind of to the max. So Virginia, what, what I did is I had my team members start to hold these strategy sessions for us. And it was so funny because I remember, you know, a couple conversations with the team and their enrollment. Like, I, my enrollment rate was fairly high because I could create that connection and I could see what they needed really easily. It, it was effortless for me. And when I saw that my, my team members were having a little bit more challenge finding what the need is, exploring the gap, and helping people see what they needed, and then making the link to what we had, they were really challenged. 
And honestly, it was, it was less about the sale than it was about me really wanting to empower my team. Like I'm kind of the mother, <laughs> the mother, you know, protector there is I didn't like, I didn't want to put them in any situation where they were really feeling like they weren't doing their absolute best. So that's how the tool that you're using actually came about is I said, well, what if like, that's when I, by the way, every single company that I've ever started, started out with those words, what if, right? What if I could have a tool that would enable people who are potentially clients, we didn't know yet, but what if we could have them take like four minutes and get a read of where they're on track in their business and where they were off, what, were, what, was, what was strong and where they were really needing to pay attention. Like that was like so cool to, to have the thought that we could actually have that process. So I went to my husband who's a techie, yay, I like, thank you, all the single women out there, tall, dark, and handsome, and, and well-versed in technology. <laughs> is a, a great tip but he's a he has a technology firm the programming kind of a thing and I said well, could we create something online that enabled us and we used actually a tool we were using in our other um, other business we built online academies and so we we're having these assessments and what happened Virginia was something really quite remarkable we did a little bit of testing in-house and what we found is by giving the prospect an opportunity to in the privacy of your own at their own home you know be able to really assess themselves on a scale of one to 10. How am I doing in this area or this particular piece of my business? And the response was amazing. You know, tons of gratitude of just saying thank you. You know, it's the gift of awareness. A lot of the stress and overwhelm when we're building our business is really born out of not, not really knowing where do I focus my attention? What, you know, what's gonna give me the greatest return? So that's the core. There's some other groovy things that, that the um, assessment does Well, we can talk about enrollment in general. But if we think about, so how does this apply to anybody? Whether you are a client or you become a client, I wanna, I wanna deliver value here. And that is that in order for you to move a prospect into one of your programs and find if they're the ideal client, we have to bring them to a place of awareness. Because until they're aware of what's not working, and feeling the discord and oftentimes the frustration or pain around that, they're never going to be motivated to say yes to our offer. So that's really the question. And I'll have you speak to it because you've, you've experienced this a bit of, of what that's like to come to a call with someone who already is pretty clear about what's not working in their business. So what's been your experience? Well, I, I think that the, the awareness is key. And absolutely, it has been the factor that for me brings people to say, I, I need to talk to you more about this. And so you get into the invitation, as you say, of finding out more. And people don't know what they don't know, right, Jane? Right. So the the assessment gives them an opportunity to realize, oh my gosh, I would, in my case, it's how do I take advantage of all these live stream broadcasting platforms and then convert it into video and use all that to brand, grow, and market my business. It feels overwhelming for a person who is not, and believe me, I wasn't techie in the beginning either, but you know, I just focused <laughs> today. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So the point being that um, it gives it, it's an invitation for people to explore what they don't know that still might support them and where they want to go. Right. And um, exactly. I found that it's it's such a comfortable way of way to go um, that it, it's you know it's my tool of choice and that's why I was so excited mm -hmm. and I've had so many people ask about it and uh, definitely wanted to feature you on the show. Let me take a moment uh, just to highlight something here from Kim um, Adamoff. I hope I'm pronouncing it. I think I am Kim correctly. Let's see if we can bring you up here. Um, oh, it's not working. Okay. Well, 
that's technology for you. You go with the flow. Go with the flow. The thing is, she loves the quote that you said, quiet the voice in your head that says, how dare you? Why bother? It's already been done before. Yeah. Uh, the why bother has gotten to her over and over again. And I think this relates really well to getting the assessment. So you can find out where your strengths, where your weaknesses, where do you need some growth, and where do maybe you need some hand-holding. Right. And you know what's one of the funny things, actually, it was a surprise for us, Virginia, when we, when we actually launched the company. We did a lot of beta and uh, did this for people. But when we launched the company, one of the greatest surprises for me was not just creating the tool, but it's the process that any expert has to go through of understanding their genius. So that, that, that voice of how dare you, everybody else is out there. The, only, the best way to quiet that voice is for you to become even more clear about how you can deliver on your promise, to know the unique value that you bring over any other, any other expert in your niche. And I, that's one of the processes that we take people through is to really get clear about the before and after. You know, what if, what if you could have time with a client and over that period of time have them feeling strong in all these areas? So very much so. I, would, I wanted to make sure we um, brought that in because sometimes it's the process of using technology that gets us more clear. And many people will tell you that with that assessment, then they show up differently in their marketing because they feel they feel they really understand how to support people, how to move them to the yes, and then how to deliver on the promise. That's one thing. Um, the other thing that's kind of interesting about this whole concept of assessing is, um, so can I get on my bandwagon a little bit and get a Absolutely. little? Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I want to do. So here's the truth. I love this industry. I am of the industry. This industry has been really good to me. At the same time, there's some things happening in the industry that are not so good for me. I, I really, they, they, in essence, they go against my values, my core values. And, and this thing that I see happening is, in the marketplace, um, we're ha we have a tendency to do a one-size-fits-all offer or extension. And so one of the things that, it, now this wasn't in the early stages, we've really evolved the tool to do this, but when you have any kind of assessment tool, I, obviously I'm partial, but any kind of assessment tool that has the client go to awareness, what that enables you to do is to understand their needs better than anybody else. Because see, Virginia, I hate it. I hated the fact that on the other end, I had you know, thousands and thousands of people in my list and I didn't know who they were. I didn't know, are they a newbie? Are, are they advanced? And, and so I was having to market to this list, not really knowing where they are. And so I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is this assessment process. Using assessment marketing, we do something called profiling. And profiling is where we as experts have an ability to then see where the individuals are. Are they beginning, intermediate, or advanced? Because that changes. It changes how you talk to them. It changes the, the steps, the next step offer that you might want to give them to get to know you. I certainly offer something different to a newbie than I do to someone who's advanced. And then ultimately, it changes the extension of the invitation. You might have different offers, I'm assuming. You have something for a newbie and you have something for someone who's a little further down the path. So all of a sudden, you know, our, our industry has to change. The one size offer fits all isn't working. And, and so as we can profile our clients, it, it helps us not only serve them with the free content, it also helps us serve them in the sales process when we go to make the invitation. Does that make sense? Yes, I, I'm really, um, I'm totally supportive of that because people are at all different stages in their business. Mm -hmm. And so if you are offering them, and through the assessment, which is what I like, you have a way of measuring, and as you say, profiling, 
don't think of it negatively. It's a good <laughs> thing because it's giving you an opportunity to receive the support and the next steps based on where you are in the process of your own business. So mm -hmm. that's what I love it. It isn't a one size fits all. You are actually from the um, assessment guiding people into what's the next best step for them. And I think that's really, I think that's really key to the second um, area that we wanted to focus on. And that is how you increase your client conversions. So right. let's, let's move into that. Absolutely. Yeah. So just being able to really understand your client is a big part of, of increasing enrollment, but there's this other piece. Um, so I, I sometimes when I'm interviewed, it, it seems like I talk about what I don't like about, but it's really, honestly, it's what I don't like that inspires me to find a solution. So the other thing that I saw when my team was doing strategy sessions or when our clients were out there doing strategy sessions, they were getting on the, on the phone with people and spending their precious time. My gosh, we only have a little bit of time every day to build our businesses. They were getting on the phone with people, as Nancy Juton puts it, who are brain pickers or tire pickers. <laughs> like no desire to really invest, no real commitment to get clear about what's not working, you know, just not really valuing this gift that we give them of our time. And so what we do, so an assessment, obviously, so there's one part of the assessment that measures where they are in their process and pinpoints the places they need to pay attention to. But there's this other like amazing little thing that we built in and um, the, the strategy behind it is I, I'm willing to give my time and make a difference for people, but I want to make sure that they're ready if it's a good choice. So we have what's called a commitment score. I know you know this and you use it well. Um, if there's a, at the bottom of the assessment, we have people really stay on a, on a scale of one to 10. How committed are you to, to find what's not working uh, in your business and getting support and going forward? On a scale of one to 10, one, not at all, 10, yes, I'm ready now. The second question we ask is on a scale of one to 10, how willing are you to invest in getting support to have the results that you're looking for? We don't say how much, we say, are you willing to invest? And then the third question we ask, which is so powerful, is um, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you value getting together on a strategy session to be able to roll up our sleeves and really, really dive in and find out what you need? And Virginia, you know this, because we have this in your assessment, what that enables us to do is to find the people that are highly committed and, and give them phenomenal follow-up. You know, it doesn't mean we, we don't follow up with everybody. We, we kind of find your commitment score. For newbies, I'll tell you what, what's really kind of interesting, Virginia, this has been a fun um, discovery. For people who are new and haven't done a lot of strategy sessions, for them, they set the bar pretty low because they just need to get on the call. They just need to talk to people. Um, but as you become better and better at it and, you, and you're being more discerning about who you want to get on a call with, you can, for example, we say in our world about 26, a commitment level of 26, 25 or above, we know that they're, they're ready and they're looking for solutions. And so that's why we can close at an 80% closing rate because number one, we're, we're eliminating all the people we used to get on the phone with that were taking our time that really weren't qualified prospects. Does that, I know you love that part, don't you? <laughs> oh yes, that was the biggest eye opener for me. And I'll tell you what, I even have had some people who have turned into wonderful clients, by the way, but were afraid of the strategy session. And I think this yeah. will go into the third topic because they felt it was going to be a sales appointment. 
And I said, well, I'm so sorry that you've had that experience in the past. That's not going to be your experience with me. And uh, I am really here to be of, of service to you and help you see a path for where you want to go and how what I do might fit into it. But that's the last thing I'm interested in is having a sales session with you. I want to have a discussion with you and strategize. That's what a real strategy session is. And as soon as I was able to overcome that barrier, it was like, I know I had a client now who was with me and she was the best advocate I've ever had because we overcame that fear of the strategy session itself. So let's get into that a little bit more. What are the mistakes people are making with strategy sessions? Well, I mean, I think so. To, to the point that you just uh, speak about for that whole resistance, I call it, you know, it's, it's the resistance to getting on the phone. Um, I have to tell you that once a person has in print, you know, a score from the assessment and scores of what sections they're lower, they're actually, the curiosity is, pe is peaked. So there's less resistance because they're curious. There's, there's something we call assumed genius. We didn't know this either, but what happens is there's an assumed genius, which means when they take that assessment, if I'm scoring myself low, and let's say for me, one of the areas is client enrollment. So if I'm scoring myself low as a potential client, I'm going to assume that Jane can fix it. So on Virginia, for you, if I'm scoring myself low in social media or using Hangouts and marketing my, my business, I'm going to assume that you can fix it. So there's automatically this increased credibility as a result of them taking it. So there's more of a desire to get on the phone with them because they have respect that you actually can support them. The other thing that I'll tell you is, um, you, you mentioned in the beginning of the conversation, you know, what we teach, so we teach a five-step process. So I'm a big believer that technology is only as good as what you put in it and then how you use it on the back end. So as you know, um, once we have the assessment built, we actually teach people how to use it. And one module is completely on the strategy session process. And we teach five steps. And one of the things we have them do straight up front is in the beginning, they set the tone for the entire strategy session. And we make sure that we say, you know, that this is an opportunity for us to really look at your assessment results, see what clues that gives us to what you can do next to have better results. And then if there's a, there's, there's a fit, and if this feels like a good match, then I will be extending an invitation. How does that sound? So we let them know up front that if there's a match, there'll be an invitation at the end. But you know, that, and it's funny because I think that it changes the way the prospect comes to the call when we position ourselves as such an expert and so clearly able to help them. So that's one of the things I think that supports the conversion because we do want it to be a sale, right? If they are the ideal client. And so there's a way to position it that way so that we're both feeling good about the connection. And then the other piece about serving during, I love, you know, Virginia, you're such a, you're so good at really connecting with people and it's so clear how much you care. Um, so that's, that's a done deal. Um, what I find in the assessment, and you can speak to this, is I used to find at the beginning of the assessment, we had to kind of dig in and pull back the curtain and ask them all these questions about what's not working in their business. <clears throat> in the beginning of the, of the sales conversation, there's a, you know, there's sort of that kind of unpacking, taking them to a place of pain, I guess is what you'd say. And a lot of people have a hard time doing that. And so for, especially for heart centered entrepreneurs who don't always go to the pain point the way they need to in order to have the sales conversation, what this does is they actually are going to that place of awareness in the privacy of their own room. And I'll tell you what, we know that so some people who really don't want to face it, 
and some people who really don't want to fix it. Um, they, they don't book the strategy session, right? So not only are we weeding out people who are uncommitted and not giving the time to them, we're focusing on the people who are committed. On top of that, we're allowing that person to self-select because it's clear that we're going to have a really powerful conversation about what's happened in the assessment. And so I, I just think it on both sides, it allows us both to be discerning about whether or not we give our time to the session. Yeah, definitely. And I think that um, the other part of it that I really like, as you said, that because you are finding out where they are in the process, even if you're not ready for an assessment, no problem, you're still providing them with value. So if they're right. in entry level position, you're going to still give them um, a lead to the next step. Just guide them and say, this is probably the next place for you. You may be ready for an assessment down the road, or excuse me, a strategy session down the road, yeah. but let's start right here for you. Because I, I do want you to not just take an assessment and do nothing with it. I want you to take an assessment and as a result of it, get some action going in your own business. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, you know, you, I think you put it, you put it beautifully. If, um, if you think about you know, any kind of tool that we have in technology, um, if, it, if it creates a more meaningful connection, if it allows us to have that sense of intimacy sooner than, than later, it allows us to really find out, is that the right person for us? So, so for me, it's, it's a huge piece. And so we go back to the promise. I'm always big on the promise of the call. We talked about what's the biggest mistake. I think the biggest mistake that people do is they go into strategy sessions kind of blind. You know, some people are using surveys, and I want to speak to the survey piece. Because some people say, well, no, I do something before my <clears throat> strategy session. They haven't um, answered maybe four or five questions. And there's a couple of challenges that we did a lot of research around this because I, I didn't want to create a tool that I, if I felt it was already out there in the form of a survey. But what we found when people fill out a survey, it basically, it, it has them tell the same story they've always been telling. You know, that question of what's, if it's a relationship coach, what's not working in your relationship? You know, so these questions, they're going to go to their own story. They're the truth as they know it. The difference between that and, a, and an assessment where we're asking them to actually measure themselves on a, an area of one to 10, what we found is not only does it require they think sometimes for the first time and ask those questions, but also we can assess areas that they didn't even know was important. Like, for example, for a relationship, we, I'll use that as an example, we have a whole section of those people's assessments on communication because communication is the most important thing. And so there's the different elements of that, different nuances. So I think that, you know, the mistake of going into the assessment is not only um, oftentimes we're blind, but they're also kind of blind. They don't know what they're in for. And then the other thing I think happens that is um, a detriment is, is and this will probably sit with a lot of people, I say this with tons of love, um, you kind of winging it. You know, you got kind of a sense of where you're going to go, but you don't have a process. And so one of the things that we teach is, it's, I call it, it's the, it's the anatomy of a strategy session. You need to understand emotionally and mentally what's happening on the prospect side. And so we, we have you use the assessment data in the beginning to walk them through what was like, basically it's five steps. And it goes from celebration of where they're strong. And then we take them into that place of really talking about, you know, your lowest scoring section was this. Why do you think it is? And so it allows you to sort of respectfully and easily move them through that process that they need to go through. And then at the end, 
a lot of times people kind of, they work so hard, Virginia, you know, they work so hard to get the strategy session, you work so hard in it, and then at the end, it's like the crucial, like, this is your moment, you love this person, you want them as a client, and then they kind of fizzle out on, on the offer part. Well, one of the things that it's, it's it, you're able to do, we call it building the bridge, is that in the conversation, you can find those missing pieces those places they really, really should be addressing that could be the, the reason they're not getting the results. And then in the time that we extend the invitation, we're specifically talking about those. We can build a bridge as to what's not working for them and then where in our course we're actually going to do that or in our coaching program or whatever it is that you're offering. You're able to build a bridge so they can see specifically where in your process you're going to address that specific thing and it gives them a sense of confidence that you can fix the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just brilliant, and I love that you are really, as you say, so many times it's it's a winging it kind of situation when you're running a strategy session, and to have five steps that are really clearly outlined, and basically the the potential client knows too basically where you're going because you've sort of let them know in the beginning what it's right. about and, and what you intend to to cover and. Um, you know, where you're going as far as a potential invitation at the end. So I love that. That's good for everyone. Talk about taking some pressure off and making <laughs> this whole process easier, which is why we said client enrollment made easy. And we're also talking about ideal clients because um, you want to work with people who are ready to work with you. And as you said, you don't want to spend your time with tire kickers. It's not that we don't love the tire kickers. We know that they need the support, but it's a matter of using your time in, in the best way possible for right. helping the most people possible. Well, I mean, there's a, definitely a way to serve them. So if you think about, um, so for people also, you know, in this, in this world of, of technology, just about everybody on the call who's in the expert space, you're creating some sort of free gift. So it might be a beginning training, it might be a special report, it might be a couple, a series of audios or videos. So if you think about this, if I know, let's say people come into the, to the process, they take the assessment, I know that I'm going to extend the invitations to the people who are highly committed, but we don't like leave the others out. Like definitely we know that part of why they're not committed is because maybe they don't feel connected to us. Maybe they weren't really willing to put a higher number because they don't know us. Maybe it's cold traffic and they're just meeting us. So what's cool is that we can actually create a way to, to nurture that, that relationship, to give them the kind of uh, content that you need. But now, for the first time, we're able to make sure that that next step is, is appropriate for where they are. So even if they're not highly committed, we still court them. We, the whole process of courting is what we call it around here. We court them with content that's specific to what their needs are versus just generic content that may not really resonate with them. So to me, it's the ultimate act of service when I can ease a person in and get them to the point where they are highly committed, where we can actually get on a conversation. Uh, we could go on and on, Jane. Um, <laughs> I've already posted for people that we're going over to Blab so they can ask some questions okay. of you as well. You've just okay. given a great outline of, you know, really the value and, you know, what's in it for people to consider the ideal client enroller. I have also posted um, a free uh, report from Jane, everyone, that's in the comment section. If you don't see it, um, let me bring it up here on the screen as well. And that is hmtips.com forward slash ICE. Uh, she has a wonderful report there for people that I think you're going to find is a great introduction to this incredible tool that she's got. And we can talk a little bit more about the tool um, and how they can get more information on that over on the Blab. 
But I do definitely want to thank you because I thought this was a great introduction. And I know that we've got many people here live, but we've also got lots will be watching this over the next several weeks yeah. um, in replay mode as well as on my podcast. So that's exciting. <laughs> so I love it. For you. Um, I've got some people saying, oh, they can't join us on Blab. I'm sorry, but Adelaide, thank you so much for being here, my Italian gal. Love you. Um, <laughs> So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to head on over to Blab. And again, we're going to see because Jane hasn't been on a Blab recently. So <laughs> I will be over there talking about what we've talked about and help get her in. Please come over and join us and just say hi. If nothing else, I want to give you an opportunity to ask Jane any questions that you have. So thank you, Jane, so much. I really appreciate your taking the Absolutely. time to be here and share this terrific technology that you've put together. My pleasure. And Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to be here. And we'll see you over on Blab in just Come a minute. Over. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Stop the broadcast. Jane, we'll still be in the green room for a moment till I get you okay. over there. Okay. Wonderful. All right, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>